What does wealth look like? You know, I'm beginning to believe and understand more and more each day that even though we all or, or some of us may want some of the finer things in life, even though we are impressed by, uh, you know, nice cars and big homes and, um, you know, fine clothing and designer purses, uh, somehow, some way, I think deep down inside, people are beginning to understand that wealth is a feeling. Wealth is an energy and wealth does not hurt. You know, after being a part of the uh, music award and the award show season and seeing uh, people show up on the red carpet with their um, designer clothing, with their um, huge entourage is <laughs> entourages. Is that a word? Um, am I supposed to say that with an S at the end? Um, and with everything that goes along with what it takes to appear on a red carpet, I am mindful of some of the instances wherein what we really get to see is people's insecurity, what we really get to see is people's pain, what we really get to see is um, what's happening inside of people's heads. Now, we all know uh, that Diddy uh, donated a million dollars to his alma mater. We know that mental health is something that is in the forefront uh, Taraji P. Henson um, and so many others are being open about mental health and about times where they have experienced, um, you know, moments of despair, moments of, you know, not quite frankly, not wanting to be here. And it begs the question, what does wealth really look like? Well, I'm going to tell you what it does not look like. I had um, the opportunity to be um, at several of the award shows, uh, not just this year, but uh, over the years. And um, we have some folks that are showing up on camera looking really strange. We have some folks who are showing up um, and in the building acting very strange. We have some folks who are um, in need of prayer And I'm not just talking about any prayer. I'm talking about a mother's prayer, a grandmama's prayer, a big mama's prayer, and the prayer from all of us. You you know who they are. And you know what it is that you have seen. And I often say this, and I want everybody who is listening to really understand what it is that I'm saying right now. I know that you think you need more money. I know that you actually do need more money. You've got to put gas in your car. You need to buy a home. You need to retire. You want to put a child or a loved one through school. I know you need that, but let me tell you something. Money does not buy happiness. And at some point, when you have more money than you know what to do with, money does not have the same power. So you might be thinking right now, if I had more money, I could fill in the blank. If I had more money, I could take a vacation. If I had more money, I could 
take a trip. If I had more money, I could buy this house. If I had more money, I could pay off my debt. And in your uh, experience, having the money would then satisfy that thing. But let me help you understand something. You're still going to need some more after that and some more after that. So I get the opportunity to be around people who get enough money to do all those things. And once those things are done, they're still standing there with the problem. They're still standing there with hopelessness. They're still standing there with uh, no peace. They're still standing there with pain, with trauma. They're still standing there with all of the stuff that they had before the money arrived. But when the money arrived, it gave the ability, it gave them the ability to either avoid the problem altogether and not get any help and or feed the problem. Okay? So while we are having this discussion on a daily basis about wealth, about resources, about spending less money, getting more money, getting your money back, making your money grow, protecting your money, putting your money into real estate, all the things that we talked about, building your credit power, all of those things. Understand that money is just the resource, that you have the power before the money shows up. You have the power before the resources appear. The power is in you right now, today. To do what? To start to clean up to start to clean up your mind, to start to clean up your environment, to start to clean up your house, to start to put things in order. So when the money shows up, you can actually enjoy it. When the money shows up, you can actually take care of it. When the money shows up, the money doesn't have you. You have the money. That's what it's all about. Just Google anybody. I'm not going to say any names because I'm not going to... Uh, participate in uh, bringing down anybody who is out there. Because guess what? You may want to say something about them and how they look and how they show up. And did you see this person on this show? And did you see this person over here? But let me tell you something. They're no different than you and I. And I often say to people, you don't know what you would do if you were in that situation. You don't know what you would do if you had those problems. You don't know what you would do if you had that trauma. But let me tell you what we can all do. What we can all do is we can envision what wealth really is for us. Because let me tell you something, it is not just the money or the resources. It is a feeling, it is an energy, it is loving, it is kind, it is truthful. And guess what? It is yours. The harvest is here and the time is now. It is your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. We knew you'd stick around. This is L.A.'s home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. So we're talking about what does wealth look like? And of course, to have this discussion, to bring it on home and get, give it some full circle energy and meaning. Uh, my sister, your legend, our icon, my friend, MC Light is here with us. MC Light, welcome to the round table. Thank you. Thank you very much. First of all, congratulations. 
Yeah. I say that all the time. You do. And it's always something to congratulate you for. Is that right? Always. God is good. <laughs> I, mean, I know, I, I imagine we're talking about the BET Awards, and I look at it as work, but I guess it does deserve some congratulatory message surrounding it, seeing they could hire anybody, but they still keep hiring me. Yeah. <laughs> it's MC Light Day every oh, year for the BET. That, oh, girl, oh let me God. tell you. Now, well, for you, because you're part of the MC Light team. No. And you lead the team. For everybody. Do you look at social media? Oh. Honey, you are trending. You, I mean, oh. people, every time. So you, you've got these shows that are happening. Mm -hmm. And you have these amazing uh, performers. And then you also have some things that you see on the screen that are very shocking to the eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think we all know there were some shocking things that have been seen to the eye mm -hmm. over the past few sessions. <laughs> Of award shows. Okay. And then your voice comes on. Mm -hmm. And you bring us right back. And I think for me, it reminds me, well, I, it's, it's today's discussion. What does wealth look like? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy, first of all, for people to criticize. So I, I, I don't want to get into that space and into that lane about some of the strange things that we all agree are strange um, I'm much more focused on understanding why they're strange and then hoping to, helping to heal the strangeness uh, than I am and just talking about it for no reason. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that is very clear is that, you know, people need more money, of course, um, but we all have to ask the question, do you have money or does money have you? Mm. And I think in some of these cases, it appears that money has the individual and it's done something to them mm -hmm. that is not natural. I got many text messages saying, what's going on? Mm. Are, are they sending the people in Hollywood to after parties and messing them up? Like, is there a machine mm. that is cranking out strangeness mm. and putting it on the stage? Um, so I, I think, you know, it all begs the question, uh, what does wealth look like? And I think even though people follow folks uh, because of what they wear, because of the latest song, because of the latest whatever it is that they're doing, and there's a level of admiration, I think at the core of all of us, we know that what we saw, that is not the kind of wealth we're looking for. How, how, and you've been in this industry for so long, and you've seen people come and go. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say come and go, I don't mean get here and then leave by dying, but get here and then leave the space of prosperity because of whatever the circumstances are that they're facing. Right. Uh, well, you know what? This That is a heavily loaded topic, for sure. There's so many areas to go into uh, when I hear you talk about the strangeness. And, well, artists, you know, we all kind of have a little something going on anyway. We're eccentric. Um, and some are more eccentric than others. And some take their you know, their uniqueness to a whole nother level, which no one could really follow them anymore. Um, but what I will say is, for me, wealth, of course, also includes health and mental stability and uh, mind capacity. And when Taraji, the host of the show, she did a great job kind of controlling it all, um, she made mention of what it was that one of the affiliate companies was looking to do, and that is to provide some sort of free mental health for our communities. 
And so there's so many things going on when an artist hits the scene. I mean, case in point, you know, may he rest easy. DMX, you know, we found out that DMX was struggling with a crack addiction his entire life. That he actually um, had started uh, doing drugs at a very, very early age. And so when he came into the music game, he had already had this deep affliction uh, with him. And so there are so many, I bring that up because there are so many people uh, that are already dealing with things before they even come into the business. You know, you take someone like a Summer Walker who said that she was just afraid to perform. She didn't want to go out on stage. She had, you know, phobias in terms of being around a lot of people. And so these are all things that once they've been given the opportunity to release music and become... You know, someone that everyone wants to be in the presence of or they want to see them perform or, you know, they want to know what's going on in their lives. So they're following them on social media and so on and so forth. It doesn't guarantee that these people are all all the way together. Like, yeah. Let me just say that. Like people are struggling and, and not just monetarily. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately... People assume if you're on television or if you're in a movie or you are seen, people assume, presume, and pretty much, you know, have already figured out, they think that you're rich. They think that you have lots of money. Mm. And I think one of the biggest um, tricks and, and one of the most unfortunate um, truths is that uh, most famous people are not wealthy. And most wealthy people are not famous. Right. And so when you see someone on the big screen, when you see someone on television, that doesn't mean they have any money. But the person who is in that body knows that they have to look like they have money. Mm -hmm. So if you are already facing um, mental, and you said, wow, you said, you said wealth is good health. You said it is mental health, but you then said mental capacity. That's huge because yeah. mental health is one thing. Mental capacity is a whole nother thing. So you are the person in that body. And when I first started working with you, I remember saying when we would go on the road, I said, it's important for me to be able to work with someone who actually looks like what they are and who actually is what they look like. Mm -hmm. So if you go on the red carpet and you're wearing uh, $85,000 worth of clothing, $150,000 worth of clothing, but you have no money. And, and there are people who are showing up on red carpets with designer clothes and no money in the bank. The only thing that they have is what they have on. And the people around them put them together to look like something. But I mean, we've heard all the stories. You can just, you know, watch every episode of Unsung and see all of the artists from the beginning of time who were out on the road. I mean, even BET story looking like they're famous, all these people, and then coming home with no money. Like it is, it is a tragedy. So what does wealth look like? And I think the more we begin to define what it actually is for people, interestingly enough, I think we can take the focus off of the money because Again, money is not the solution. It is a resource 
to buy gas. It's a resource. It's a resource to pay your rent. It's a, but it's not the solution. And that's one of the reasons why people who win the lotto, like the statistics on lotto winners are who gets a hundred million dollars and ends up broke unless they were already broken going into the situation. So we have to answer the question together. What does wealth look like? We're going to define it. Why? Because the harvest is here. The time is now. It's your season to win. What is wealth? What does wealth look like? Take back your wealth. Let me tell you, we are simply talking about it here on the Millionaire's Roundtable, MC Light. Um, We've got a lot of work to do still. Um, I have been having discussions with networks about how we are going to um, educate the world. You know, one of the biggest challenges that I've had or that we've had in putting this message uh, out on a consistent basis. Now, yes, we have networks like CNBC, and you can watch the stock market all day, and you've got Jim Cramer and Mad Money. But that is wealth talk in another dimension. Most people who are on this earth, the 99%, they say 1% of the population owns more than 90% of the wealth, so the remaining 99% are still spinning around trying to figure it out. Most people need day-to-day advice, day-to-day guidance. If you're going to go on the red carpet, we are not going to spend more money getting there than you're going to collect, right? So if you're going on the red carpet, and when you're on the red carpet, you're collecting a check. I mean, I'm not trying to put your business out there, but unless you've chosen to do something for the charity or the foundation, but many people are going on red carpets and they're not collecting a check. Right. As a matter of fact, they're spending too many checks, you know, trying to get there. And one of the things that we did as we were building and expanding your brand is ensured that when we went out to spend money, that we were either making an intentional investment into a, a, a specific part of the business and or we were finding a way to monetize the activity. So even when you go out and you, sh- you go out for a speaking engagement, no, we got books. Um, I don't know if, have y'all seen the MC Light jacket? Come on now, mm. go to lightasarockjacket.com. <laughs> I have thrown that little commercial right in here okay. in the middle. But you are always looking for ways to monetize your presence. And um, that's what we're doing for so many other artists. Why has this, why is this new? You've been doing this a long time. Why, why is this new? Why is this new? You yeah, monetizing everything. Oh. Why, I, why aren't people doing it more? Why don't, why are... you need a team. You need a team to get it done. I mean, there are, or, or have been in the past so many times where... I've wanted to have merch at a show where you want t-shirts, you want things that people really want to be engaged with you as, as an artist and as a talent. And, you know, there's pieces and parts that have to happen behind the scenes with everything. I mean, we, case in point, uh, we see an award show and we see these people do this elaborate uh, thing on stage, but it takes so much for things to be done behind the scenes in order for it to look the way that it does. And as a matter of fact, as I was leaving uh, the show, 
I got a chance to uh, talk with Money Long and I told her I was really impressed, not just with her uh, performance last night, but also her performance in Vegas. And I said to her, that performance was awesome. Like she said, you know, I have to thank Frank Gatson. Like immediately she went to the person who has been responsible for stage shows, for uh, Beyonce, for Kelly Rowland, for Destiny's Child, for Brandy, for he's one of those guys that puts the whole show together. And I just thought, look at all the work that had to go on behind the scenes for the people to feel like they really got a great show. And so all of that said, people aren't taking advantage of all of the things that they can do because they don't have a team of people helping. That's really, that's really the bottom line because one person can't do everything. You can't be on stage and then go sell your t-shirts and then set up the thing before. Oh, I've seen there. some people try to do it, child. <laughs> you know, one year we were at Essence Fest and there was an activation that we were involved in and the team reached out to me to say, hey, such and such artist is trying to go on stage, but she wants to put her T-shirts out here. I said, this is not a swap meet. Mm. Now, I, <laughs> I said it before I was conscious of what was coming out of my mouth. Mm. And the whole night, the whole week, and everybody was like, did y'all hear what Liz said? She said, it's not a swap meet. Baby, this is not a swap meet. You came here to perform, and you cannot get off the stage and then run to the back of the room and start selling T-shirts. And then while you're on there, you're talking about the T-shirts. Nobody wants to hear about those things. That requires a strategy. Maybe you're wearing the T-shirt. Maybe something comes up on the video screen. Um, but you said you cannot perform on the stage and then go run and sell your own stuff. I've seen them try to do it. I've seen them try to do it. Well, I mean, it isn't effective. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So I think for, for so many of them, it has so much more to do with just surviving day to day in this music business. We had a really great talk uh, at your place. You know, you had some folks over in uh, celebration of the awards and we had a great talk about how crazy the music industry is. It's one of those things where um, you can, but you, you better have a hope and a prayer and some people praying for you because it is a crazy business. Really? Yeah. It's a crazy business. Everyone's looking for a way to take advantage. To take advantage. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. It's like, it seems like everybody's trying to figure out how can I get over? Mm -hmm. How can I manipulate in a bad way? Mm -hmm. Because manipulation means putting things together. But I think manipulation that benefits everyone is good. Yeah, you know, well, you, if you don't have any manipulation, then things are out of control. Right. So right. you actually have. Oh, that to, is that's good, girl. Yeah, Come you have on to now. Put things in control, so that means manipulating it. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? The harvest is here. The time is now. What does wealth look like? Let me tell you. We're gonna spell it out. We're gonna spell it out. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We've got a lot to talk about. Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580, and this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time, and that means you. Yes, what does wealth look like? Um, I think we can start by, you know, well, you know what? You do something quite often. 
when I go into my thing and I said, well, I don't want, I don't, you say, don't say what you don't want. You say, say what you want. What you want. Okay. So we're not going to talk about what wealth doesn't look like. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what it does look like. What does wealth look like in the music business? You talked about how, you know, so many have said, and I wasn't in the entertainment business mm-hmm. when music was really the dominant force of, of income for musicians and artists. Um, I came in after everything had been uh, Spotify and iTunes uh, owned into digital oblivion. Um, people were no longer buying records when I came into the entertainment industry. Um, but what does wealth look like for the music business? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because what things look like aren't always what they are. So immediately when you asked that question, I thought of who, what is a visual um, of what that looks like. Uh, but more importantly, we're really talking about what that is. And that's pe- being in uh, perfect peace. That's being, that's being okay with who, who you are and where you are in your life and how it is that you treat other people. And it's um, your integrity and your ethics that are in place as to how you deal with business and those who work for you and work with you. Um, it's how you handle communication with people you don't know just as much as it is for people that you do know. Um, it's, it's all around just taking care. And so the picture of perfect wealth has so many layers to it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say perfect, but did, what, I, I like. I just said, well, what does wealth, wealth look, look like, like in the music business? The music How can somebody be in the music business today, and or enter the music business and make money? Well, or I shouldn't say make money because I said what is wealth? Money is only only a piece of it. Right. But we know that money is the engine that kind of fuels the ability to expand and grow. You you need. Do you need any money to produce a record? You don't need any money to do that nowadays, uh, do you? Well, um, yeah, you'd need a, you would need money to produce a record. And if you are able to get a record done without money, then you're going to owe somebody. Got it. So, yeah, you can find a studio, you can find a producer that will work with you uh, for no money. But then in the end... If money hasn't been exchanged, they're expecting something. Yeah, or maybe they own everything. Right. And you're just on there, which is what happened. So many people, you know, I imagine, we talked about just because you see them, see somebody on stage doesn't mean they're wealthy. Right. Just because you hear their voice on a song, song certainly doesn't mean they're wealthy. Right. I thought everybody, everybody I heard, I was like, oh. Oh, but guess what? They also lie now. So when they're on the record telling you that they have money, that doesn't even make it necessarily true. Ooh, you preach it now. Yeah. So, and all of the goods that they may have, uh, it may all be false. Give us some examples. I mean, you know, you've got, I've seen people in a cipher, 13, 14 year olds talking about they got a Bentley and they got, you know, this, that, and the third. And it's like, you don't even drive. You don't have a license. (laughs) So you have a car without a driver's license, but you just said you was rolling through to whatever you was, you know, it's all make believe. So you brought up an interesting point that just because you hear someone's voice on a record doesn't mean that they're pulling in money. 
But moreover, even when you hear them say they're pulling in money, it doesn't mean that it's true. So when we talk about all of the problems, it to me, and I'm just going to say this for yeah. me, it feels like it's a setup to be unhealthy. It feels like it's a setup to be confused. Because if you're supposed to wear clothes that make you look like you're wealthy and go on stage and have people believing that you're wealthy and say songs, say words and songs or whatever it is that you're doing to pretend that you're wealthy, but you're really not, yeah. that is make-believe. And, and we start it's telling... It's, it is what entertainment and show business is all about. It is trickery. Yes, you're putting on a costume. Ooh. You're putting on a costume because... People who don't have anything, they want to see people who do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And you cannot go out in the world and lie to the world and then be wealthy after doing that. Man, the harvest is here. The time is now. We got to figure out what this thing is. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat? You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. What does wealth look like? Um, I think it looks like peace. I think it looks like harmony. I think it looks like joy. I think it looks like abundance. I think it looks like um, good relationships. I think it looks like good energy. Um, I think it looks like um, an emergency fund. And not just the emergency fund bank account, but an emergency fund energy. I think it looks like rest. I think it looks like happiness. I think it looks like family reunions. I think it looks like um, good times, good people, and just an all-out um, belief and or goal to love and to live and to help others. I think that's what wealth is. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And um, everything on that list, I'm going to have to listen to this myself again and write it all down and then write some examples of each one of those things um, in my own life. And I'm encouraging others to do the same. Peace. Do you have it? If so, write it down. If you don't, then there's what you got to you got to fix that. Where don't you have peace in this relationship or in this job or in this marriage or whatever it is? Um, I had a very interesting conversation recently and I, you know, I'm an ordained minister mm -hmm. and um, I'm the pastor of stewardship at California Worship Center where Warren Campbell is our senior pastor and Erica Campbell is our first lady. And I said to them when they asked me to take the position, I was like, I am not church material. Like, come on now. Mm. Y'all better get somebody who's going to stand up there and say what they're supposed to say because I'm not. Mm. And um, they said, no, you're exactly what we need. And I, okay, all right, because I'm going to tell you right now, and I've been saying this, um, I don't believe in keeping unhappy marriages together. If, you, if it's toxic, dangerous, emotionally depleting, get out of there. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of had a conversation and talked about it. I said, everybody else is running around putting together weddings. I'm going to put together divorces. Oh, Lord. 
Yes, because y'all don't need to be together. Because that is not what wealth looks like. You're angry. You don't speak to each other. You're fighting. You're cursing each other out. The children aren't happy. There is no money. Everybody's blaming everybody. Nobody's growing. Get up out of that thing. Y'all better stop believing uh, everything, uh, what God has put together, no man can put asunder. God may not have put that together. And even if he did, mm. <laughs> somewhere along the way, perhaps things began to fall apart. Um, but I, I think wealth is breaking the rules. That's what I think wealth is. Mm. And I think what the world has given us um, is a template that doesn't work. You just said it, it's trickery. And so whether it's the entertainment business light, what about, why, why does the music industry get such a bad rap? What about the acting business, TV you know, and film? It's so funny, that came up during our conversation. And um, what was said is that's really the Me Too circumstance. Okay. So, and how that came about is because of all of what goes on in Hollywood, which, you know, many refer to as the casting couch and what it is that people are willing to put another person through because they know they want this dream that they have so badly. So yeah, it happens in all mediums. Yeah, well, you know what? The harvest is here, the time is now, it is still your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. Come forward now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580, and this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So light, the, the major difference is because you do it all. You're in VO, uh, you DJ, you are in television. You just won a, an award or you won several awards. And I'm not going to say just because you keep winning them. Mm. I guess they just keep submitting your project everywhere and it keeps winning all over the place mm, God is good. yeah you just directed your first short film mm -hmm. and um won many awards not just for the directorship but the it was good mm -hmm. i was at abff and watched it we were at abff and watched it and like i know the storyline because i helped to guide the direction of it and i was in tears Every single time it gets to that part. So if for, for those of you who don't know, Break Up in Love, um, I don't think they can go see it yet. We've got to. Right. Not it yet. has to go through the whole festival season. And then mm -hmm. it's already uh, been um, it's on the table to be licensed by some network. So we're excited about that. But the differences. Do you feel there's more trickery in the entertainment business, in the music business than in TV and film? Even, uh, but Me Too has kind of blown some of that up, but yeah. has it disappeared? Uh, I don't believe that it's disappeared. However, I do think, excuse me, um, both both spaces are very tricky. Um, so, so is sports. So anywhere where God has blessed folks to shine, there will be those around to dim the light, mm. to steal the shine or to um, usurp all of the power, as much power as they can from that light source. And that's because they don't have any you know, true belief in themselves. And so they're looking and searching and that's why you have these crazed managers that steal money. You have security that's taking um, listening devices and listening to people or, or uh, cameras 
for the on their own talent, on the talent that they're watching so that they can go back later and blackmail them. There's so many underhanded and dirty, dirty things that uh, are crimes that are committed against uh, celebrities. Yeah, but you know, we had the opposite. And although I'm not naming any names, but I'm going to, I can state what is public and what is in the court system and what has been, uh, you know, put in depositions. Uh, with the R. Kelly situation, it was the opposite. They were actually helping to hide the dysfunction, or maybe they were using the dysfunction to actually gain. Wow. You, because you just said sometimes they put cameras on to catch people up and blackmail them later. But the truth is, many of the people who were around R. Kelly, mm -hmm. they didn't want to give up the information. Like, uh -huh. you see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. They were helping to hide it. And I'm, I'm very careful. I'm not going to say helping him hide it. I almost think, I think, first of all, he could not do the things that he did on his own. He had to have a team. Mm -hmm to actually get the people there and get them in the room and keep them locked up and whatever else it is that they were doing. Mm -hmm. He had to have help doing that. Um, and perhaps the people around him saw that as a profit center. Mm. And so that's why they supported it. So on the one hand, they're either setting you up to blackmail you or they're setting you up because they see something in it for them too. Mm -hmm. But you know what? What wealth looks like is what you make it, and it is good, it is loving, and it is positive. The harvest is here, and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. I'm forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580, and this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time, and that means you. So what is the action of the day? What is the word of the hour? I wanted to step outside the studio for just a moment and I wanted to look at the world and that's what I'm doing right now. I am looking at the world. I'm looking at the mountains. I'm looking at the sky. I'm looking at the trees and the flowers. I'm looking at the cars drive uh, on the freeway. Uh, I'm looking at uh, homes. I'm looking at apartment buildings and what I see is people. So for me, the action of the day is to go out and look at what it is. And as you look at what it is, as you look at what wealth is, I want you to imagine that it is friendly, that it is, that it is loving, that it is kind, it is gentle, it is pure, it is abundant, it is overflowing, and I want you to imagine that it is yours. What is the word of the hour? The word of the hour comes from, comes from Ecclesiastes 5 and 19. And it says, when God gives someone wealth and the ability to enjoy it, to accept their lot in life and to be happy doing their work, this is a gift from God. So when God gives you resources, it is a gift. When God gives you uh, a job, it is a gift when he gives you the ability to enjoy that job. It is a gift when he gives you the ability to enjoy all of the things that you have, whether it's a lot or whether it's a little. You know, when I filed bankruptcy the second time, I gave up the my favorite car ever that I've ever had. I gave up my Lexus and I drove my old beat up car with no power anything. I had to roll the windows up and down. It was 95,000 degrees in Chicago and 
removing the vehicle did not change my perception of wealth. Removing the vehicle did not make my energy go down. Removing the vehicle or giving it away did not take away the value. So it's not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. And it's about your perspective of that thing in your life. Okay, so we want to give up material illness, which is what you have when a material thing's possession gives you pleasure and its absence gives you pain. What is wealth? Wealth is love. Wealth is you. Wealth is kind. Wealth is strong. Wealth is yours. Wealth is something that you get to create every single day. And when you have the things that you believe wealth are, then you have to take care of those things. And when those things go away, they get replaced with new things. So I'm believing in you. I be- I'm believing with you. I'm standing for you and I'm standing with you because the harvest is to here. The harvest is here and the time is now. And yes, it is your season to win. And if you're listening, you are already winning. You've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh my God, we've had so much fun together, but you still have work to do, okay? First, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help get started. Go to www.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.